In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ our God is coming. Coming to join our broken flesh to His divinity that we could be saved. And Christ will return again. Where every soul will go before Him and He will separate those souls as sheep from the goats. We're in Advent. This grace-filled liturgical season that helps us to realign our lives as true disciples, as true Christians who daily cooperate in a beautiful relationship of healing with our Savior. The experience that prepares the soul in the now for the not yet, for that which is coming. And in this realignment of our soul, there are both individual and corporate ways by which we are to experience Christ along this journey. And today, we focus on something very important regarding the corporate aspect of preparation. One I don't think that we consider very often, and we should. A way that we are to live together in the body of Christ, cooperating with Christ for both the healing of our soul, the redemption of our soul, and at the same time, being used as an instrument of God for the healing and salvation of one another in the body of Christ. St. Paul writes this today in our epistle reading from his letter to the Romans in chapter 15. He says, let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That phrase, please his neighbor, we need to understand this healthily. St. Paul is saying, let us be vessels that minister joy and contentment to one another. Let us live to fill whatever is lacking in our brother and sister in Christ so that their joy is made complete, so that their hearts are full and encouraged and in the peace of Christ. And why, St. Paul says, this leads to their edification, for Christ came to fill and to bless and to bring true joy and contentment to every soul. Therefore, let us live from Him. Let us live as Him. This is the very framework of how every Christian, every vessel filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with God, should seek to live towards everyone else at all times and for their benefit. Let me give you an example today, a specific example we want to see of how we're to live toward one another in this way and for this holy purpose. What I share with you now comes from the ancient apostolic writing called the Didache. Now the Didache, for those of you that don't know, it's known as the teaching of the Twelve. Didache, the word itself, means teaching. And it was written either in the late first, early second century, but it is literally the earliest handbook that the church ever had put together that was describing how the people of God, how people in Christ should live towards one another. And in that same handbook, it even gave liturgical instructions for the sacraments of the Eucharist and baptism. Listen to these words from the Eucharist on this second Sunday of Advent. Where the Lord's nature is discussed, 
there the Lord is. Every day you should seek the company of the saints to enjoy their refreshing conversation. I love that. To gather together, to seek out, to gather together, to enjoy the refreshing conversation of one another. And what conversation is it that refreshes our souls, fills it, brings it joy, brings it to contentment? The people of God talking together about the nature of their Savior. The people of God talking together about the nature of their Savior. Who he is, how they've come to know him, all that he has done in their lives, sharing it with one another. When you gather together in this sacred space and on this property, and when you gather together away from this sacred space, how much of your conversation, think about it, how much of your conversation is uplifting one another, sharing with one another? All that you've come to know about your Savior and what He's doing in your lives. How much of you are discussing with one another the Lord's nature. Because where the Lord's nature is being discussed, there He is among you. And I'm not saying that this is all we should talk about when we gather together in this life. It would be good if it was. We could talk about a lot of things in our daily life and our walk through this life. But two things our Lord wants to put before us. Today, first, we're being asked today, how much are we living to be a refreshment by our mouths to one another by sharing his nature in this way? And secondly, we need to understand most certainly that there is conversation we can have that pulls the plug that drains the joy. There is conversation that we can have that will unplugged, so to speak, being filled with the good things of Christ that will distract us from who He is, that will drain us, that will bring us down, that will lower us, rather than elevating us and settling our spirits with a holy contentment through those conversations. You see, there's conversations we can choose to have that actually spread and promote angst and tensions rather than bringing one another's soul to the experience of the peace of Christ. And I'm not talking here about sharing our struggles, speaking about sharing our sufferings and our struggles with one another when we're in need of being strengthened and encouraged and comforted. Not speaking about that at all. There's a great deal of difference between sharing our sufferings so that we might receive Christ through one another and unleashing a complaining spirit and a negative spirit upon one another. A vast difference between the two. And so today... We are asking the Lord in this Advent, not only to examine our lives, but in our lives to examine our speech and our conversations. To grant us a greater holy discipline of withholding words of complaint and negativity and, and blaming others or, or being so distraught by the things that we see out in this world and sharing the distraughtness rather than the comfort and hope. In Christ, regardless of what's going on around us. In other words, learning to place our blessed hands at times over our mouth. For the love of Christ and the protection of one another. To protect one another from our own human struggle. Where we need Christ from one another to be lifted out of it. You see, to walk in these disciplines. 
to not, our, to not allow ourselves to be a vessel that drains a brother or sister in Christ, disturbs their peace, draws them into anxiousness or anger, but rather, Lord, let it be that we are vessels of your refreshment to one another, strengthening one another, filling one another with the good things of Christ, things that benefit, heal, and relax the souls of our brothers and sisters by speaking about you and who you are, Lord. That every conversation is a praise to you in which you come and pull up a seat right in our midst, letting us know how much you've just come and joined our conversation. So many scriptures about using the tongue and the mouth only to edify one another. St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians in chapter 4, he says this, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. And that word corrupt, by the way, it doesn't mean innately evil words. It can, but that's not all it means. When he says corrupt words, he means words that are useless, worthless, of poor quality. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but rather what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. That's the vessel our Lord wants to make us. For the benefit of one another. You see, we have a very real and active part to play in protecting one another and bringing refreshment to one another's lives. Consider this. How do we start the offices of prayer? Matins, Vespers, and the like. With the psalm, verse from Psalm 51 that we chanted today in Matins. O Lord, open thou our lips and what? Our mouth shall proclaim thy praise, show forth thy praise. This is the life of earthen vessels filled with Christ, being Christ to one another. Lord, open the mouth and let your praises come forth. And that will encourage everyone. And it will protect us from all of the things the enemy wants to creep in, even through our mouths, to cause distractions and to rob us of our joy. And by the way, this thou, O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. This is not only for the daily services and the liturgy, it's to be in the very liturgy of our lives. The way that we live and move and breathe among one another. When we open our mouths, we declare his nature, who he is and the greatness of all the things that he's done. And in doing so, we are building up the faith and granting great comfort and hope and joy to people that we speak to. You know what? We actually, as practice, are prescribed to perform this ministry to one another every time we gather together for Mass. And this very ministry in the Mass we do for one another is precisely what must be continued in our conversation with one another in our daily lives. You'll always hear me say this. Everything we do in the liturgy is to absolutely translate into the way that we live our daily lives. Everything. You see, what I'm talking about, that ministry and the liturgy, is in the passing of the peace. The peace begins at the altar with Christ sharing his peace. And the priest shares that peace with the deacon, and deacon shares it on. And all of you share it like a wildfire of the peace of Christ spreading all through the body of Christ. And this is the opportunity, and you need to understand this, for you to be a grace-filled vessel. This is the opportunity for you to open your mouth 
and to edify one another, to minister the very peace of Christ one to another. And chances are there are many who have come to that particular Mass that are in deep need of receiving the comfort and the peace of Christ. And it can happen there. And by the way, that person may be me in a Mass that needs to receive that. We all you see, this is the very practice that overlays the framework of how we're to live together. Of people who have grown beyond diminishing their own existence and bringing others down with poor quality or useless conversations, but rather, instead, we allow the Lord to transform us so that what's coming out of our mouth is medicine for one another's souls. Again, St. Paul in Romans. Now may the God of patience and comfort Grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. That you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the Didache, where the Lord's nature is discussed, there the Lord is. Every day you should seek the company of saints to enjoy their refreshing conversation. I pray that we will continue to grow, to be a parish following our Lord in this so that we may always be refreshment, strengthening, and comfort to one another, manifesting Christ's love like living waters flowing through each living stone for the benefit of all the other living stones. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.